Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce cost and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. With the exception of West Virginia's Mothman and Florida's Skunk Ape, because of course Florida would have a skunk ape, the southeastern U.S. doesn't get too much coverage in the cryptid area. It might be because we're just, um, well, entertaining enough on our own merits down here to add another facet of the bazaar. But strangers, don't discount us totally. We do have a few good monster tales, tall or otherwise, you be the judge, down south. And today we bring you a story close to the heart of yours truly, the Lizard Man of Bishopville, South Carolina. When your narrator was but a tiny lover of the paranormal, way back in the summer of 1988, this Lee County phenomenon struck and took the whole state by storm. There were Lizard Man t-shirts and barbecue sauces and witness interviews all over the evening news, usually accompanied by an approximation sketch that was drawn by a teenager named Chris Davis, who'd experienced the most famous Lizard Man encounter of all time. Seeing as Chris Davis was a 17-year-old high school student, it was not a professional forensic artistic rendering. Imagine, if you will, a sleeping bag with arms and legs and a suggestion of a face. Not very lizard-like or lizardly, even. And yet, it would be the only circulated visual of the lizard man for many years. Which really is a shame, as Chris Davis would repeatedly describe the creature he saw at Oriscape Swamp as absolutely terrifying. Seven feet tall, with glowing red eyes, three long clawed fingers on each hand, and three clawed toes on each foot, and shining scales, just like a snake. Oh, and the ability to run very, very fast. But we'll get to that in a moment. 
It shouldn't be a surprise, really, that South Carolina's most famous beast sprang up from the depths of Bishopville. Tucked into Lee County in the northeastern region of the state, Bishopville has had, in the past 50 years or so, more than its fair share of weird. As far as roadside attractions go, Bishopville is practically its own tiny Atlas Obscura. There's the Button King Museum, where the eponymous folk artist parked his button-covered hearse and entertained guests with live Friday performances on his button-studded guitar. Then there's the world's biggest bow weevil over at the Cotton Museum, and Pearls, a fantastic topiary garden out in the middle of nowhere. But for six months or so in 1988, there's no doubt about it. Lizard Man was the number one tourist draw. And what exactly were those tourists drawn to? Well, strangers, there were reports of a giant half-man, half-lizard living in Oriscape Swamp. It was mostly nocturnal and largely avoided people, unless they happened to be in cars. Then it chased them down. Actually, the cars seemed to be its main interest chewing on them, specifically. But let's start at the beginning. A report of mysterious vehicle damage that spurred a Lee County teenager to share a tale of his alleged brush with the unexplained. According to the Charlotte Observer, on July 15, 1988, Lee County, South Carolina deputies were tasked with investigating a mysterious vehicle vandalism that had taken place right on the precipice of the Skateboard Swamp. The owners had awoken to find that their Ford had been mangled in a particularly bizarre way. The police described its chrome as, quote, chewed on. It looked as if it had been attacked by something, not a human, but a beast. A law enforcement representative told The Observer, We were concerned that it might have been a rabid fox or a raccoon. Officers found animal tracks near the couple's home which, quote, didn't belong to a cow or a deer, but could be a bear's. No word on why cows or deer were under serious consideration, given their reputations for not eating cars. And lizards... Well, they were definitely not a possibility. Not until a teenager named Chris Davis came forward and said he'd had a similar experience two weeks earlier. His Toyota Celica had also been damaged. But unlike the couple who lived by the swamp, Chris had a pretty good idea of what had happened to his car. He claimed it had a head-on collision with the unexplained. It all began when Chris got a flat tire on a stretch of road between Bishopville and Camden, South Carolina. He was directly at the edge of the Skateboard Swamp, which is 96 miles wide and fed by the PD River. Chris was used to nature and wildlife. After all, he lived in a rural area, so he probably wouldn't have been too frightened by the stop. Not at first. But then Chris heard a noise. And then he got a look at what was making it, just a little ways off in a field near the swamp. It was not the usual deer or squirrel or even fox. Chris told UPI reporters, I had finished changing the tire and was putting things in the truck. The moonlight was out, 
I turned around and I saw a red-eyed devil. To the Associated Press, Chris further explained, It was green, wet-like, about seven feet tall, and had three fingers, red eyes, and skin like a lizard, and snake-like scales. He told the UPI, He was about 30 yards from me in the field. When he would run, his arms would swing. I ran to the driver's side and I got in. When I was sitting in the car, I saw him from the neck down. I pulled off and after about two yards, he jumped on the roof. I saw hands, rough-looking, black fingernailed hands. After he jumped upon the car, he grunted. Chris wasn't altogether sure what was after him. According to the UPI, he thought it might be some sort of very disturbed person in a lizard costume. In fact, he hoped that was the case. He even tried to believe it as he desperately pulled away from the side of the road and sped down the rural highway, knocking the creature loose from his vehicle. And Chris kept believing that for a time, until he looked out the driver's side window and saw that the lizard man was running alongside his car. He estimated he was driving at least 40 miles an hour. According to the Augusta Chronicle, Chris eventually managed to outdrive the beast, and he made it safely home. He was so upset he left the car running, said Chris's father. He was huffing and puffing. In a few minutes, he started crying. Chris's parents were understandably confused when they heard the story, but those emotions soon turned to horror when they saw the state of their son's car. They found, quote, long scratches on the hood and door. The mirror was also bent. Chris, he didn't want to tell the police what had happened. Who would believe him? But after he heard reports of a strange attack on a vehicle just outside Skateboard Swamp, he decided to get in contact with Lee County Sheriff Liston Truesdale. And, according to the Charlotte Observer, Truesdale seemed to take the teen story seriously. Not that he'd seen a giant lizard, but that, well, he'd seen something. The sheriff was willing to call in an expert, specifically a biologist, Matt Knox. According to the Associated Press, Knox wasn't in town long before he decided to offer his opinion. He did not dispute that Chris Davis had seen something out on the road, but Matt Knox was definitely ruling out seven-foot reptile. As far as I'm concerned, it's no wild animal, Knox told the AP. All I can guess is it was a man, possibly a drunk. Knox guessed that this man might have been passed out in a ditch. We must assume that all the tire-changing activity would have roused him. Knox added in support of his non-lizard man theory, From time to time, we do get sightings of bears or eastern cougars, but bears aren't green and they don't have red eyes. Similarly, a state wildlife official who also investigated was loath to support the lizard theory. Per the AP, the stripped chrome damage suffered by the couple who'd left their car near the swamp, it was eventually blamed on a very different creature. Quote, The state wildlife official said the marks left on the car indicated that a red fox did the damage. We imagine that must have been a, uh, pretty big fox. But it seems whatever these experts said, locals were finding out about the lizard man's story and some were more apt to believe it than others. 
There were reports of fresh lizard tracks all over the county, including new sets leading into the swamp. Designed, the sheriff suspected, for law enforcement to find. He told the AP, whoever did it, they sure did a convincing job. These marks seem to have been pressed into the ground with great pressure, as if they'd been created by a very heavy foot. The sheriff said, We're running down a whole lot of rumors, but we'll cover what we can. Per the AP, one local claimed that the lizard creature, quote, had attacked his mule and two cows. And a member of the sheriff's own team reported finding, quote, strange strands of hair on a fence near the swamp. Although how that would be tied directly to a giant lizard covered in scales, we don't know. Of course, there would be an expert or two who later claimed that Chris had been mistaken and had actually encountered a Bigfoot or a skunk ape, so maybe that hair was an early, stinky clue. Now, some Lee County residents were less impressed with the entire affair. A giant lizard who liked to eat cars was a little much. Even for a town with, let's face it, very few cable TV options. One such resident was actually a Lee County Sheriff's employee named Gene Alexander. Gene struck straight for the 1980s Carolina heart when she said, It's all just a hoax. Somebody said this morning it could just be Tammy Faye Baker without her makeup on. For those not in the know, Tammy Faye, famous for, among other things, her former marriage to disgraced PTL evangelist Jim Baker and her love of very heavy cosmetics, was a celebrity resident of the Carolinas. The former couple's biblical take on Disneyland, Heritage USA, was just a little ways off from Lee County in Fort Mill, South Carolina. That said, aside from a comparison of Lizard Man to Tammy Faye being rather uncharitable, the logistics are questionable at best. Tammy Faye was 4 foot 11 inches tall on a good day. In any case, local gun enthusiasts were not out hunting Tammy Faye. They were patrolling the edge of the swamp, looking for any signs of seven-foot lizards or three-toed prints or bits of chrome caught in the grass. Their enthusiasm was probably stoked by, according to the Charlotte Observer, a local radio station's offer of a $1 million reward for capture of the beast. According to WCOS, then-radio host Ron Hicks said, Some are taking it seriously and some are not. If someone arrives at the station with the creature, we'll probably all be eating a lot of lizard. It was a real possibility that someone would arrive with something. According to the UPI, at least 75 armed hunters spent a week in mid-July searching for the beast. The local sheriff, Liston Truesdale, told reporters, Last night, it looked like a football game out there. They had a fire going and set up campers. One of the frequent lizard man hunters was a local pest control technician named Scott Dalt. Scott Dalt actually had a theory as to why the lizard might have attacked Chris Davis in the first place, which he shared with the UPI reporters who'd flocked to Bishopville to report on the lizard man. Quote, Chris had the door open while he was changing the tire. 
on the seat was sitting a fistful of McDonald's fish sandwiches, and I think the smell of it, the sandwich, might have blown across the field, and that's what attracted him. Strangers, there was certainly an attraction. The fervor was nothing like Lee County had ever seen. Literally thousands of tourists came to the area in the weeks following Chris's sighting. The Associated Press estimated at least 50,000 in the six months following his experience. According to Adweek, People Magazine featured the town, and there were, quote, rumors that Chris Davis was going to appear on Oprah Winfrey. CBS News even put the story on the national nightly news and told Adweek that, quote, the network hasn't received so many calls since it ran a piece earlier this year on freeze-dried pets, which we're going to go ahead and put in our back pocket as a future topic. I'm sure you've heard the old adage that you should learn something new every day. It's good advice, but with so much to do, are you making time to learn and stay curious about our world? Well, with Everything Everywhere Daily, you can easily make that goal a reality. Everything Everywhere Daily is one of the world's most popular daily education podcasts. In about 10 minutes, you can learn something new every day. The show covers history, science, geography, mathematics, and technology, as well as biographies from some of the world's most interesting people. One listener says the show truly makes my day more enjoyable and entertaining. Fans of the show are so passionate, they even work to join the Completionist Club, the group of dedicated listeners who've listened to all 900 plus and counting episodes. I highly recommend you check out Everything Everywhere Daily's recent episodes on Why Are There No Flying Cars? and The Little Ice Age That Happened 700 Years Ago. Learn something new every single day with Everything Everywhere Daily. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to be attacked by an alligator? Or what goes through one's mind as they're stranded in a snowstorm? What Was That Like is the podcast for you. Real people come on every episode to explain the unbelievable situations they've been through. Guests share how they really felt during their most surreal experiences. They tell us what they did the morning before an earthquake, how it feels to when the price is right, and all sorts of details that you'd never learn anywhere else. If you're interested in hearing disturbing and inspiring first-hand stories, What Was That Like is the podcast you've been looking for. Every story is thoroughly researched and fact-checked, so you know that even the most unrealistic are someone's reality. Listen to What Was That Like wherever you get your podcasts. Amidst all the chaos, Chris Davis had become a Lee County local celebrity. Per Adweek, he'd somehow ended up with managers, a couple of folks from a nearby town whose credentials were unclear, but who arranged for him to make a little money off his harrowing tale. Per the Daily Herald, Chris did paid appearances at a string of local Bojangles franchises, and he also sold autographed photos of himself and his poor Toyota Celica, which was looking a little worse for wear. The rest of Bishopville was also doing a tidy business, Lizardman songs were being sung for visitors, specials were on every restaurant menu, and just about everyone was selling t-shirts. 
However, law enforcement was just about at the brink of exhaustion. Not only had they been forced to establish a tip line, their phone lines were hopelessly tied up, but according to the AP, the State Bureau of Investigation, SLED, had gotten involved. After the sheriff's office found more tracks in the swamp, 14-inch by 16-inch ones, SLED sent out a dog team to search, but per the AP, it was too close to a recent rainstorm for them to pick up any promising scents. But out in the swampland, even more tracks were spotted. SLED spokesman Hugh Munn told reporters, They did see tracks. They had three toes and dug down into the ground in six-foot strides. I can't even say this with a straight face. As you might expect, Human did not offer up a theory as to who or what might be leaving the tracks. One local law enforcement source did have a theory, though. Per the Charlotte Observer, the owner of a, quote, nearby butterbean packing shed had allegedly been having problems with theft at night. His shed was very near the swamp. The law enforcement source told reporters, I'll just say this. He hasn't missed a damn thing since that boy saw the lizard man. Which, we think, implies that he suspected Mr. Butterbean Shed of arranging the lizard man sighting himself. But, frustratingly, there was no follow-up on this tantalizing gossip morsel. And try as they might, law enforcement weren't able to turn up a lizard man. But the town seemed willing to ride the wave of popularity, that is, until a man claimed to have shot the famed beast, and then went straight to the sheriff's department with proof to claim his honor. In early August, Kenneth Orr, who was in the Air Force and stationed at Fort Sumter, claimed to have shot the lizard man with his 357 Magnum. He said that he'd encountered the cryptid on US-15 and fired several shots. Then, Orr headed straight for Sheriff Truesdale's office to tell him the whole story. According to the Charlotte Observer, he even brought along proof, the evidence he'd gathered at the scene. When he'd struck Lizard Man, his aim had been true. Sort of. He'd allegedly injured the creature so seriously that blood and scales were left scattered all over the highway. These he dutifully collected and turned over to the sheriff, who was unfortunately able to identify the mess as a pile of fish carcass leavings, which we assume no one wants to receive in a bag on a warm August night, even on the best of weeks. According to the AP, Kenneth Orr was soon in hot water and facing a judge. Truesdale told reporters, he said he was really sorry he caused all that trouble, he didn't know he was going to do all that. After the Kenneth Orr incident, some of the lizard hunting enthusiasm died down. Eventually, the tourists stopped coming in such a rush, though Bishop Bill still sells merchandise to this day. Chris Davis did make some money from his story, though the managers took their cut. 10% as Adweek reported, and mostly, things got back to normal. That is, at least until 2008. That's when another local couple, Bob and Dixie Rawson, 
Residents of Bishopville were surprised one February morning to, quote, find the front fender of their 2002 Dodge Grand Caravan chewed up, bite marks through the front grille, wheels on both sides bitten, and metal crumpled into a wad. The reporter adds, almost as an afterthought, that, quote, there was blood on the side of the car. That blood meant that, unlike in 1988, DNA testing could be performed. Per the state newspaper, an apparent cryptid expert and documentarian named Tom Biscardi showed up in town to offer his opinion before the tests were complete. Quote, You got the real deal here. By that, he meant Bigfoot, not a lizard. In his interview with the state, Biscardi explained that they're called different names in different communities. The creatures have three toes. They range in height from 6 to 9 feet and weigh 300 to 800 pounds. They're nocturnal creatures and they're migratory. They move from south to north this time of year. You can look at the jaw pressure that it took to do this damage. It wasn't a coyote. I think what you have here is more than likely a Bigfoot creature. But per the state, DNA testing eventually proved the Rawson's van had been attacked by a dog. Yep, a dog. But Bob Rawson wasn't sure, saying that it would have to be one big dog. And then Lee County Sheriff E.J. Melvin, he voted coyote or wolf. There was no comment from Tom Biscardi, their Bigfoot expert. Now, You'd think the lizard story would die down at that point. Oh, people did point to the footprints that had been found way back in the 1970s, even in other counties, as proof that a great lizard did indeed roam South Carolina. But after the DNA debacle, things grew quiet. Well, sort of. Except for one strange thing. In 2015, a woman named Sarah walked outside the door of her little church in Sumter, South Carolina. That's about 30 minutes from Bishopville, and she claimed to have an experience much like Chris Davis's. Only, she wasn't changing a tire, and she wasn't chased. And since it was the 21st century, she had a smartphone in her hand and she snapped a photo of a creature that she sent straight to the local news station, CBS 6 WTVR, with the following message attached. My hand to God, I am not making this up. Her picture featured, well, Lizard Man. A Lizard Man who'd really been hitting the gym and who had not been skipping leg day. Imagine a lizard man who would steal your girl, looking like a teenage mutant ninja turtle with a kangaroo tail, and you just about have the mental image. Obviously, most people who saw this picture said, well, that's a large man in a rubber suit. But as soon as Sarah's photo arrived at the station, several other residents came forward to share their own proof. Per the Daily Herald, a local man who preferred to remain anonymous sent in video footage to the station and included the following note. 
I saw your lizard man story and it's given me the courage to send you a video that I took in early May. Though my wife believes me that it's real, she said she'd be embarrassed that everyone would think I was a loon, so I kept it a secret. And then, another man. In May 2015, this time in Bishopville, reported another sighting. According to the Daily Herald, the Lee County local, Jim Wilson, spotted the creature on the Scape Ore Bridge. So he stopped and did his best to capture a photo. Jim Wilson told the Herald, It was a tall, dark figure, and he had a tail that appeared to have scales. It was almost like a pet alligator with a short nose and long legs. My friend told me it's probably a pet monitor lizard, but my girlfriend thinks it's the lizard man. Most of the footage, except for Sarah's, is quite blurry. And hers is... Well, look, we are not calling her a liar, but we wonder if someone with a very nice lizard suit decided to take a stroll on a Sunday morning. After all, isn't Lizard Man nocturnal? South Carolina officials certainly seem to think so. In 2017, the official South Carolina Emergency Management Division tweeted out an important notice in preparation for the upcoming solar eclipse. Regarding possible paranormal activity potentially occurring during the hashtag solar eclipse 2017. As always, if you see something, say something. This historical map is in response to recent media reports about the possible paranormal activity associated with the upcoming total eclipse. SCEMD does not know if Lizard Man becomes more active during a solar eclipse, but we advise that residents of Lee and Sumter counties remain ever vigilant. Lizard Man, who has his very own Twitter account, at LizardmanSC, be sure to check his profile as he's listed as very single, was then asked if he had any 2017 eclipse plans. The Twitter account's response. No plans yet. During the last eclipse in 79, we got a room at the Marriott and threw down. But I've matured and shed many tales since then. As cryptids go, we must admit that a seven-foot-tall lizard that chews on cars isn't the most likely to be real. However, we love him. And we would like to know, what is happening to the vehicles around Skateboar Swamp? What's been eating at them? Was it a fox or dog, as DNA tests suggested? Or does Skunk Ape go on some sort of semi-annual tour of the farther-flung Carolina swamps? We can't pretend to know. But Bishopville is certainly worth a visit if you're ever in the area. Just make sure you check your tire pressure before you take a drive by that swamp. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers, from the lives of regular people just like you and me, except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show and to hear more of the entirely true, 
and enticingly peculiar. Join us over on Patreon. There, you'll get ad-free early releases of our regular episodes, full-length bonus episodes, blogs, and monthly live streams, all for $5 a month. We hope you'll check it out. There's a link in our show notes. Thank you.